Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Well, thank you, Engineer Nancy. I mean, Miss Nancy, thank you so much for teaching our kids this morning. Luke, thanks so much, dude. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, good morning, Neighborhood Church. Uh, My name is John Wyatt, and I am the uh, pastor to our students, our junior high and our high school students. And I'm really excited to be with you and continue this I Am series uh, together. Um, I've been really blessed over this past month of July where we've been able to actually meet up uh, in person, outside with our students, and we're calling it Small Groups at Sunset. And you'll see on the screen, we've been able to meet up and have students connect to each other and to the Lord, because that's really our heart in student ministries here at Neighborhood Church. We want to help students thrive in their relationship with God and their relationship with other students. And so it's been a huge blast. It has been different, um, but it's been so good to see the students and have them uh, be with each other. And this morning, I'm really excited to be with you because I'm, I, I'm looking forward to talking about something that I'm really, really passionate about, and at the same time, something I truly and honestly struggle with every day, and that is staying connected to God. Um, If this pandemic has shown me anything, it's truly turned the ways that I usually stay connected to God upside down. Not only that, it's turned the ways that I usually stay connected to people upside down, right? And it just keeps reminding me every day how essential my connection with the Lord Jesus is. Um, It's not just a good idea anymore, it's absolutely vital. And, uh, you know, what I started doing was I would take my Bible and I would take my phone and I would put my phone down and then I would put my Bible on top of my phone next to my, um, my nightstand. Because what I was finding was, is I would wake up in the morning, grab my phone and look for the latest update from the CDC or the governor or see what need was out there that needed to be fixed. And so I found myself abiding quickly out of fear with not the one not the true vine, not the Lord Jesus, who is going to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I've had to get creative in the ways that I go to him first and not last. But I still struggle with connecting to him every day. And sometimes I forget and I rush off and get to work. And then I realize, oh my gosh, I need to check in with my savior. What about you? Has this pandemic severed your connection with the Lord Jesus? Or perhaps maybe it's actually strengthened your connection with the Lord Jesus. Maybe you found yourself honestly struggling saying, um, how am I supposed to stay close to God if I can't even meet at church on Sundays like we used to? How am I to keep growing in Jesus during quarantine? How am I actually supposed to love my neighbor, reach out, be a witness, invite him to church if I can't invite him to church in the same ways that I used to? And how do I do all of that when I'm feeling tired and exhausted, scared, overwhelmed, and freaked out by the unknown that seems to be around the corner every day? Well, that's exactly why we have our I Am series. And this morning, we are going to concentrate that on the one who is constant, the one who is always remaining, the one who is not uncertain. God says that he can be everything we need this morning, and he's everything we need right now if we choose to remain connected to him for all of life. And so let's pray and ask God to come close to us in a special way as we open his word. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Abba Father, that you woke us up this morning, you kept oxygen in the air, and we are actually breathing because of you. And so, Lord, this morning, we want to abide more closely to you. We want to abide in you 
and with you and ask you to come close to us and teach us. Teach us about yourself. Teach us about ourselves and help us to strengthen our connection to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, please grab your Bibles and the, we're gonna be reading out of John chapter 15. John chapter 15, it's the, it's the fourth gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And like I tell my students all the time, if you don't know where that is in your Bible, I'm a big fan of the table of contents. So just go to the front, find out where it is. If you're online, hey Siri, John 15. You know, so whatever you gotta do uh, to get there. But John chapter 15. And this morning, um, I've got some help from some pretty awesome siblings to help us uh, read scripture this morning. And today, you're gonna actually hear our passage read three times. The same passage is gonna be read three times because whenever you're reading scripture, you don't just wanna read it once, but you wanna come back to connect with it, and then you wanna reconnect with it, and you wanna come back. And so this morning, um, you're gonna hear it three different ways from three different siblings, which is gonna be really fun. But just to set the scene, Jesus has just told his followers that he is going away to set up a room in his father's house. We sang about it this morning. In my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes I am. And Jesus says, hey, I'm gonna go away and prepare a place for you. And the disciples are like, great, where are you going? Or where's the way? Show us the way. And he's like, I'm the way. They're like, what? No, no, no. How do you get to the father's house? You come through me. I am the way. And Jesus says, I'm actually leaving. You guys are gonna stay here, but I'm gonna send you my Father's spirit, my very spirit to be with you in a special way to keep you connected to me while I'm gone and help you remember the words that I'm telling you. Which brings us to John chapter 15 this morning. And the very first thing is we're gonna see is that Jesus is wanting to remind us that he is the true vine and we are not. Jesus is the only one that could live the most perfect life before God that we can't. Jesus is the true vine that could give life and healing and nourishment like no one could ever do. And so I've asked Jacob Gadsden to read our passage first this morning. And as you hear him read this passage, listen for how Jesus is the true vine and we are not. Take it away, Jacob. I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, it he it is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown, in, thrown into the fiery and burned, fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask whatever you wish and it and it will be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so proven to be my dis disciples as my father has loved me so have i loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you 
and that your joy may be full. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jacob, for sharing God's word with us this morning. You see, all throughout the Old Testament, the image or symbol of a vine or a vineyard was used as a symbol for Israel. It was used as a symbol for God's people. Psalm 80 says it like this. You, Lord, brought a vine out of Egypt through Moses, right? You drove out the nations and planted it through Joshua. You cleared the ground and, you, and it took deep root and filled the promised land. That's what the Lord was doing. And while the existence of a vineyard, right, is to produce wine for the vine dresser, most of the examples, unfortunately, in the Old Testament of the children of Israel is used to describe their failure to stay attached to the vineyard, their failure to bless those who are around them, their failure to stay connected to God. Look at Isaiah 5, verse 3 and 4. It says this, And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and the men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard, says the Lord. What more was there for me to do for my vineyard that I haven't already done? When I looked for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? Some translations say yield bad fruit. You see, the Old Testament shows God as a a gardener, as a vine dresser. He's clearing, he's working the land, he's planting, he's taking care of his vineyard only to be rewarded with sour grapes because his branches, his vines, have gone away from him. And now, in John 15, Jesus is on the scene and he says, I am the true vine. In fact, I am the only vine. I am the only righteous one. I'm the only one of the children of Israel that could bring forth the fruit that God wanted his vineyard to produce. So Jesus says, I am the true vine and you are the branches. Basically, you're not the vine, I am. So imagine the tension that would have arose, the anger that it would have erupted, and that eventually does, in the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes as they hear this yet again, Jesus say, taking God's name to mean something that they were not. And we know this is true. We know that Jesus is the only one that could produce life because we are still feeling his transforming effects on the world some 2,000 years later. But man, oh man, we are so much like Israel, aren't we? Once God rescues us or we arrive into the promised land that we've been begging God for and we're there and we're rejoicing and we are enjoying the blessing pretty soon, I know for me, I start to forget about God. My connection starts to weaken and my dependence on him kind of goes out the window. How often do I find myself looking for true life and meaning and significance and peace and joy outside of the vine just like the children of Israel did. I mean, we just sang it uh, in our hymn this morning, Come Thou Fount, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. You know, my brothers for years have been trying uh, to get me to get a tattoo. They're always like, come on, let's go get a tattoo. And I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. Um, but I'm like, I'll drive you to get a tattoo. Um, but I haven't, I haven't got one yet. But if I was to get one, I'd get it right here on my forearm, because that's manly, um, and it would be probably John 15, 5 that would say, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, John, you won't accomplish what I've wanted you to accomplish. But here's the thing. Uh, this morning, I don't have a tattoo yet, but here's what I do have. This ring right here was given to the grad- my graduating class from seminary, and do you know what it says? It says, abide in me. So whether it's a tattoo on my body or this ring on my finger, this is supposed to be a reminder to abide in my Savior. And most of the time, I look at this ring after I've failed to abide. 
And I'm like, oh yeah, Lord, that's right. And you see, it's a, which brings us to our second point, that not only is Jesus the true vine and we are not, our second point is this, that it is essential that we remain connected to the vine. Jesus drew his strength from his father. And we too can draw our soul strength every day from the Lord Jesus. Check this out. The, the father's pattern of loving Jesus was, is Jesus' pattern for loving us. And it's going to be our pattern to love others. Therefore, we can draw strength from Jesus every single day. So as you hear the passage read now for a second time by Jacob's sister Priscilla, I want you to listen for how essential it is for us to stay connected to Jesus. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I can and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like branches and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to, to be my disciple. And as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love if you keep my commandments. You will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things... I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I am a true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Thank you, Priscilla. There we go. Awesome. Well, as you can see, the word abide has come up many times uh, in our passage of scripture this morning. Um, It's the Greek word meno. And it's used to represent the word abiding. And the amazing thing is that God here in chapter 14 and then now in chapter 15, God is wanting us to remain, to dwell, to abide with, with us, directly with us. You see, God himself has taking up, is taking up his abode. Abode is some word we don't really use in these days, but it's his dwelling in each of us. Look what John 14, 23 says. Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And then check this up. And we will come to him and make our home with him. The word home here is the same root word for dwelling or abode. And it's the same root word that we get the word abiding here in John chapter 15. You see, Jesus knows that we need help staying close to him. He knows that we're gonna need help, that we were gonna need help when he left to go to heaven to prepare a room for us in our Father's house. And Jesus said, I'm gonna give you a helper, someone to help you stay connected to me and to remember my words, to receive my peace, experience my joy, and remember my mission. John 14, 16 and 17 say this. Jesus says, I'll ask my Father and he'll give you another helper. And this helper will be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells, Mano, with you and will be in you. You might be saying, well, Pastor John, 
that's great. The Holy Spirit's in us. Um, we're not alone anymore. But wouldn't it just be easier if Jesus was here with us to help us stay connected to him? How am I supposed to do this if I can't go to church anymore in the way I used to? How do I connect to God if my small groups can't meet up together and eat together like we used to? Because aren't you supposed to eat when you're in a life group in a small group? Well, I guess my question to you would be, how did Jesus stay connected to his father who was in heaven? How did the vine remain connected to the vine dresser while Jesus was down here on earth? We'll look at verse 9 and 10 of chapter 15. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will, be able, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus knew what his dad was thinking because he spent time being loved by his father. He spent time listening to his father and he spent time loving his father back by living in obedience to what his father had told him. Um, Back at the end of January, we took all of our soon-to-be graduating seniors to a senior retreat. And I asked them this question. I said, um, how would Jesus describe his father? And then I asked him, how would you describe God? You see, as I've been praying, um, this resource right here on the screen, uh, it's it's a book called The Good and Beautiful God, Falling in Love with the God Jesus Knows. We, uh, as a staff, have read through this book, and it's a great book because it helps us learn how to spend time with God. And um, I showed you the table of contents because at the end of each uh, chapter, there's a soul training. There, it's basically like a mini devo for you to not only gain knowledge about God, but also to connect with God. And I love it. And it's been so good. And I've been using it in my own life. Um, so check it out on Amazon, if you will. But it's, it's, it's vital for us to stay connected to the vine when we spend time being loved by Jesus' dad. When we talk to God in prayer and then stick around long enough for God to speak back to us, our connection strengthens. When we follow Jesus's words to love our neighbors as ourselves, to bless those that curse us and abide with him, we love, by, we love God back. And something amazing happens. We start to bear fruit that will actually last because we've, we've been connected to the vine. And again, I know that my ways of connecting, my, my ways of connecting to God have changed with the various seasons that I've been in. When I was in high school, I connected to God one way. When I got to college, I had much more time, it felt like, to connect with God and really read the scriptures. And then I got married, and then I had kids, and I don't know where any time is. And then now there's a pandemic, and then being in a pandemic, I have a pandemic, and I'm trying to learn how to work at home with kids, and that's being different. And so what I'm doing now is every morning, I'm finding myself grabbing my Bible and putting it right next to my feet because my daughter, uh, right as the stay-at-home orders uh, happened back in March, we decided it was a good idea to um, transition her from naps. And so any free time that we did have, really gone. Um, But she, even with no nap, gets up at like, I don't know, 5.50, 6 o'clock, 6.20, and usually we put a cartoon on for her. And while she's watching her cartoon, I'm trying to spend time connecting to the Father before my day starts. But again, I think the different seasons we find in your life and the way you abide with Christ may not look the same as it did a few years ago or a few months ago. 
But that's okay. The Lord understands. So this morning, what type of connection do you have currently with God? Would you say it's a strong connection? Is it a weak connection? Has the connection been lost? Or perhaps are you living on low power mode? You know low power mode on your phone? When that's on, you can't do anything with your phone, right? It just stays on and tells you the time. You can't really go on YouTube and find a video. You can't really check email. It doesn't push anything towards you. It's probably the worst state of phone, and I hate when it comes up. And it asks me for that option. I'm like, no, I never want to go on low power mode. I want to find my charger so that I can have full strength. Wherever you are right now, wherever you're at in your connection with God, as I was praying and meditating this week, what I, want, what I did was I came up with a devotional for you. So if you go to our website, neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive, and you click on the revive section, and then click on this outdoor, um, you can call it a spiritual exercise. It's basically you getting outside with our creator so that you can abide with him. And here's what I invite you to do sometime this week. I invite you to go outside and find a tree to sit under. If you're able to actually physically sit down and lean up against the tree, great. If you need to sit in a chair, that's fine. If you can't go outside at all, but get to a window where you can see a tree. And what I want you to do is take a few deep breaths in as you sit under its shade. And then what I want you to do is let your eyes travel from the trunk up to the branches, to the edge of the limbs, to the leaves. I want you to do this over the whole tree. Again, no rush. What do you notice about the branches? What do you notice about the leaves? Which ones are carrying a lot of branches? Which ones are struggling? Notice, is there any life in this tree? Uh, Is there any birds? Is there any bees, squirrels, fruit even? And then what I want you to do is invite the Lord Jesus to sit down right next to you in a very special way as you strengthen that connection with him. And allow the Holy Spirit to interact with your heart by asking him, how have I been connected to the true vine these days? When have I felt the strongest connection with the Lord since this pandemic started? When have I felt the weakest? Invite the Lord Jesus to come close to you and show you where he's wanting you to abide more closely in him so that his life might flow in and out and through your life. And here's the challenge. You don't have to talk during this time. Just listen for his leading. And again, that devotion, what I just talked you through, um, is on our website with some pictures to help you kind of do that. So again, neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. I'm also going to put it on our church Facebook page and on our church Instagram so you can swipe through and spend some time with the Lord. And this all brings us to our last reminder that the Lord Jesus not only is the true vine and we are not, um, and we have to stay connected to him. And as we do, something amazing happens. Something amazing and profound happens. There's fruit that starts coming out of our life that looks and sounds a lot like the gardener himself. It starts to spring up out of us and it starts to happen because our last point, God the Father has always had a plan for his vineyard. And it's a really really good plan. One full of love and joy and fruit. I mean, God the Father has always had a purpose for his vineyard, inviting others in to the joy and the love in heaven. God the Father has always sought to bless the world with his fruit of his vineyard so that they would experience real and true and abundant life. 
And so as Jacob and Priscilla's sister, Aaliyah, reads our scripture passage for the last time, listen for the joy of God's plan for his vineyard. branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit already you are clean because of the word that i have spoken to you abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and i in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abided in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. I am the true. I mean, ever since the beginning of creation with Adam and Eve, or God calling Abraham and Sarah into the promised land with the children of Israel, to God Himself sending His Son, it has always been God's heart to share His love with the world He created. I mean, look at the love and the joy that we're invited up into. In John chapter 14, the last verse, 31, says this. But Jesus says, I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. You see, the love that exists between Jesus and his Father has changed the world and has transformed the lives of so many people over the centuries, including many of you who are watching this right now. And Jesus knew his dad was the greatest dad in the world Ever, and that his dad wouldn't mind if Jesus brought a few couple hundred thousand million people with him to build a room for them in his father's house. You see, my daughter Shelby, whenever uh, she spends a night with her cousins, it's not a sleepover. No, 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 no. It's a sleep party. Dad, are we doing a sleep party with our cousins tonight? Yeah, girl, let's do it. And it's just this great time of all of us being in the house together. You see, Jesus knew how much his father loved him and he wanted to share that love with anyone who would accept his invitation to not only just meet his dad, but come and live with the family. And our world is longing right now to be loved with that kind of love. It's longing to be caught up in that kind of story. And our hearts are longing to be invited into that kind of relationship because that kind of relationship over time can be something we could never imagine and would erupt in joy that we never knew we could experience. And you see, joy can really help in the midst of great suffering, great trials, and even a pandemic. Joy is different than happiness. Happiness we want right now, but joy is something that we're going towards. Because think about Jesus. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and is now seated by the right hand of the Father. And the joy of that, I mean, just imagine the party that was thrown in heaven when Jesus came back from accomplishing his mission on earth. Imagine the party preparations that are happening right now and that are underway to, to celebrate and accept the followers that come back with Jesus to the party. But Jesus is saying right here, right now in John 15, we don't have to wait to the end of time or you don't have to wait to the end of your life to experience the joy of heaven right now today, which is why it is essential these days to come close in full contact with the Father who is neverly socially distanced from us. 
Because of Jesus' sacrifice and the presence of the Holy Spirit, God desires to come and live directly with us and in us, making his home, his dwelling, his house right here if we choose to follow his son and open the doors of our heart in trust, trusting that Jesus is the true vine and we are not, that following him leads to true life, abundant life, and a joyful life. And so in closing, who in your life right now needs your joy, the connection that comes from your connection with the Father? Who in your life needs to know about that? Who might, want, who, who might God want to share the fruit of his vineyard in your life with today? Who needs help reconnecting their connection to the true vine? I'd encourage you to spend some time and ask the Lord Jesus to show you who he wants you to reach out to and check in on. You can text them, you can write them a letter, but it would just be amazing just to call them so they can hear your voice. Who knows? Who knows how God might want to bear fruit in your life and in the life of someone else because you are loving him back by putting his words into action. Because right now, more than ever, during this worldwide pandemic, our neighbors, our friends, our supervisors, our spouses, our kids, our families, our friends, our life groups, our enemies, our fears, our anxieties, our loneliness, our despairs, our depression, and even our brokenness needs to be reconnected to the true vine where real and true and abundant life can flow. Right now, during such a time as this. Or as one of my favorite authors, Henry Nouwen, in his book, a great little book called Following Jesus, Finding Our Way Home in an Age of Anxiety, he puts it like this. The question is not how many people take you seriously, how much are you going to accomplish, can you show some results, but here's the question. Are you in love with Jesus? In our world of loneliness and despair, there's an enormous need for men and women who know the heart of the Father. A heart that forgives, a heart that cares, a heart that reaches out, and a heart that heals. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and you are the branches. Abide in me and let my words abide in you, and you will bear much fruit. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I know that there's been a lot of words spoken. We've heard a lot of words. And so, Lord, we, we ask, Lord Jesus, that we would abide in your love and in your word. Lord, would you speak to our hearts? Lord, when the loud outer noises of our surroundings and the loud inner voices of our fears keep pulling us away from you, please help us to trust that you're still there even when we're unable to hear you. Lord, would you give us ears to hear and faith to follow when we hear your voice saying, abide in me and let my words abide in you so that you can abide in my love. Prone to wander, Lord, we feel it. Prone to leave the God we love. Take our heart, Lord, seal it. Seal it for your courts above. Lord Jesus, be our guide. Be our true vine. Our way into real, true, and abundant life with you and your Father and the Holy Spirit. In your life-giving name we pray.
and worship you. Amen.